0: I know for sure that after a breakup, things are so difficult, you are challenging, you're being challenged big time, it's painful, sometimes it's even lonely and you're questioning yourself sometimes almost every day or many times a day. At least that was my experience when I was going through the breakup that almost cost me my life. I know for sure that had I not done certain things, I would have probably been you know, still staying stuck where I was years ago so welcome ladies to a new episode of our podcast I'm so excited to be here with you today and in this episode I'm going to talk to you about the five self-love practices five self-love practices to cultivate after a painful breakup and breakups are painful they are tough they are inevitable I barely know anyone in my life who did not go through a breakup. And I can tell you for sure, I can tell you from experience, from my own experience, and from the experience of other people who I've been talking to um, the women, beautiful women, uh, the community that I have. I definitely tell you um, that it's not easy. It is by far one of the most difficult pains or experiences that you can go through in your life. And I don't take it slightly, I don't take it lightly Um, and that's why I always do my best to come up with, uh, you know, tell you or share with you the things that worked for me and what did I do to go from being severely depressed and even suicidal to where I am today, living life with so much joy, passion and peace where I am. Does that mean that my life is perfect? Absolutely not. By no means is it perfect. But what I know for sure is that it's, it's amazing. I love it. I have so much appreciation for where I am and I allow life to continue to unfold without you know, having too much anxiety or worry about what's gonna happen tomorrow. So let's get started and get into number one. So number one uh, self-love practice that you can cultivate after a painful breakup is to take time for yourself every day. And this is something that I did not do before, I mean, before I was going through a breakup, I definitely had time for myself, but to do other things, you know, like watch a film or a documentary, go out with friends, you know, um, hang out somewhere I like. But so these are all nice things that I liked to do, but they did not serve me as much as the other things that I started to cultivate once I was going through this tough period um, in my life. And uh, one of these things is that I learned to take value time in, my, in uh, for myself in my day. And that means that it does not have to be a long time. If you can't afford taking a long time in your day, that's okay, it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be two hours. It can be as little as 10 minutes or 15 minutes where you can you know do something that that energizes you do something that renew that renews your energy and that puts you back on the road or the path where you are more likely to stay connected to who you are to know who you are and to have an open attitude towards life and to me that is what happens when I meditate. And so meditation is the time where, that I take uh, for myself every day. I meditate twice a day, sometimes three times a day when I'm having, you know, a tough day. Um, I make sure I always, every day, uh, meditate first thing in the morning, last thing at night before I go to bed. And when I'm having tough days, I meditate right in the middle. So I take a break in the middle of my day and I meditate. Sometimes I meditate for thirty minutes, but you can do it for as little as 10 or 15 minutes for you. It can be whatever suits your schedule and whatever suits your style of life. Number two, acknowledge the pain and allow it to come out. For a long time after uh, the breakup that I, that I was going through a few years ago, it was difficult for me to um to sit with my with my pain. I did what so many of us do when we're going through a breakup. I tried to numb myself, I tried to run away from it, you know, binge watching Netflix or um movies, uh, sometimes, you know, just trying to be with people, and sometimes being with people was difficult, even. Sometimes I sleep for long hours and sometimes I don't sleep at all, not eating very well. There were so many things that I tried that I did that I tried to to run away from pain because I did not know and I did not think that I had what it took to be able to face that pain and to be and to continue to still to be still standing. Yes, and if I would if i if I would change one thing, if I go back, It would definitely be to face pain sooner, to acknowledge it, to allow it, to experience it, to sit with it, and to allow it to come out in whatever shape or form that you know comes naturally for you. So, for example, for some people, they express um, their emotions or they they let their pain out through um, music. If you're artistic, you can draw. Um, play music for other people it could be it could come out through exercise um, walking in nature talking to people writing so this could come out in so many different ways to me how it came out is that I started to sit down with the pain sit down and do nothing sit down and do nothing that to me was big aha and the other thing that worked for me is that i started writing i wrote a lot in my journals and by writing i allowed my emotions to be processed and i get to see what was going on behind the curtains that was actually causing these emotions to come out. I'm not saying that every single time you're going to feel something during the breakup, it has to have a reason. Just, it was, it was all, um, um, processing, uh, my body and my, um, and my heart and my mind, they were processing the pain that I was going through. And, and, you know, some days I was like, sleeping 12 hours and even more a day and that's okay if you're sleeping a lot that means that your body is taking time to recover yes it's it's taking time for recover because sometimes when we are stressed and we are in pain the body does what the body does its best to try to uh, keep up with the demands of what it takes to be processing this pain and to be letting it out so that it does not hurt you long term Number three Hold on. Uh, yeah So number one is take time for yourself every day number two acknowledge pain and and allow to come out number three discover who you are discover who you are and this journey for self-discovery took some time for me because I was doing it on my own number one and then number two, I tried a bunch of things they did not work or they just worked a little bit so they gave me just a little bit of, of improvement, but they did not change things you know um completely. So I'd say it's the self-discovery journey for me to definitely took some time and that's okay. I'm not trying to put a time frame on it. I'm just saying that sometimes you don't you don't get to your answers right away. Yes, you figure a resource out, you do something and then you think about it and then you do something else, and then eventually it gets you to a place where you get um where you feel better and then you start to. Reflect back and have answers for your questions. And to me, that self-discovery came up with just like I mentioned before: uh, writing, journaling, reflecting. Um, number two, meditation. Three, taking time for myself to do these two these two things, which means that I was no longer. Going to allow myself to just be with people to avoid be, being by myself, um, so that means that it, it's it's inevitable for you to take time for yourself to be just by yourself, where you can do this uh, work on you um And when I say discover who you are it means it means get to know you. I mean, honestly, before before that breakup, I hardly knew myself. I didn't know what set me, what made me angry. I didn't know what made me sad. I didn't know why I was depressed for a long time in my life. I did not know who I was. I thought myself to be the labels that I accumulated over the years of my life. You know, like my age, my uh, my appearance, my um, uh. Where I lived what kind of what kind of um education did I have, so um my profession, I think that all of these things are um uh, part of our path or experience in life, but they're definitely not who you are in essence i mean because and I think I mentioned that in a um in a in a previous episode if if all of a sudden like all of these um all of these labels. are stripped away from you does that mean that you cease to exist to exist does that mean that you no longer exist absolutely not so that means that you are not that that you are not these labels that these labels are just bunch of things they are part of um of the experiences and the skills that you learned and um what you did over years of your life but they're not in essence who you are so it took me some time for me to realize that i am divine that i am bigger and much grander than the problems that i that that i encounter in my life that i am much bigger than one experience that i am much bigger than one mistake than one relationship than one guy Yes, there is so much into who you are than than the labels and the things that you are, you know, um, ac- uh, that you have accumulated over the years. I mean, I talk to a lot of women, and so many of them, um, when I talk to them, I say, like, who are you? And then, uh, like, who are your, you know, like biggest cheerleaders or stuff like that? And then they start talking about their about the, about their families, their uh, their kids, their partners, their spouses, and, and that's amazing. I'm not saying that you need to get rid of these people i'm just saying that don't make it 100% who you are because at any time if all of these things are gone then you're going to have an identity crisis you're going to start questioning yourself big time like you're going to have a big sense of confusion and loss and that it's it's not cool it's it's not it's not wise to put all of Your sense of identity in just the one basket of being a mom or one basket of being a teacher, one basket of being or being an entrepreneur or one basket of being, um, you know, a a, a professional, um, you know, something. So you are much bigger than all these things. And that's what I mean by discovering who you are. Just reminding yourself every single day that you are beautiful, that you're divine, that you're loved, that you are uh, magnificent, that you are bigger than anything that you can possibly face in your or uh, come across in your life. And number four is to get clear on what you want. And again, this is something that I struggled with. Oh my God, for a long time before I went through this breakup, I remember that. I think I think it got to a point where um where I was like having difficult time making decisions about my own groceries. I mean, can like if you can imagine how bad that was. <laughs> I'll go to groceries, if, especially if it's like a big one, and then I'll be standing in front of the I don't know, the, um the cereals aisle, for example, and then I have like 20 plus Uh, you know, brands of cereal, and then I'm trying to make a decision. I'm like, oh, this is painful. I have no idea. I did not know how to make decisions. And I think a great deal of my inability to make decisions back then was because I did not know what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted in my life. I didn't know what kind of relationship did I want. I didn't know what kind of life did I want to live. I didn't I didn't know what kind of what kind of emotions did I want to feel every single day. I didn't want what kind of thoughts that I want to have. I didn't I didn't know what kind of experiences that I want to create in my life. I did not I did not want I did not know so many things. I did not know what i wanted in my life and that's why it's so important for you to take the time to figure out what do you want because if you don't know what do you want you're going to go on autopilot you're going to be part of other period of other people's plans you're going to just you know stumble from one thing to another until you get to a point where you're having so much pain that you cannot help but sit down and ask yourself the questions that really matter and sometimes people come across this phase um and when they're having an identity crisis and and i think i was talking about that to my brother a couple of days ago um he is he just turned 53 i believe and he was talking about how so many of his friends are going through this phase of you know like they are just thinking about, you know, uh letting go of their relationships and getting ma- and, you know, like getting married to someone else or they're they're uh playing around or uh they're you know like dyeing their hair and wearing um young people clothes, um buying new cars, you know, sports cars and stuff like that. It's like they are trying to externally reinvent themselves so that they don't experience or face um, the pain or how they truly are feeling about turning 50 or 50 plus. And I think that is an identity crisis. And we get to that point when um, when we start identifying with ourselves as a body that has a certain age um, that has an expiry date on it. So they're trying to uh, postpone or to put off this expiry date by the thing by the things they do externally, thinking that by that way they're going to still be young. I don't believe that you need to have a new haircut or to uh, change your your wardrobe to to be to to feel that you're young and that you are energetic and that you have an amazing life. It just, you just need to get clear on what you want in your life and to actually have a true um, knowing and an and inner knowing and, and a true understanding of who you truly are. And definitely the last one is going to be getting clear on what relationships you want in your life. And I, and this is something again that took me some time and a lot of work, especially writing and reflecting um, when it comes to relationships in your life. And I'm not just talking about intimate relationships. I'm talking about all kinds of relationships, you know. Back then, uh when I was going through this breakup, I did not know what kind of friends that I wanted in my life. I had so many w- what you can call like friends, but I did not have a bond with them. I did not I did not connect with them. They were not people that I wanted to be around a long time because um because they were not aligned on the bigger, um, the bigger vision, the bigger picture that I had for my life. It does not mean that there were bad people. It just means that they were they were they did not want so many of the things that I wanted. And they were not willing to work on themselves to get to a point where they can have these things. They did not want to grow, did not want to develop, they did not want to, um, um, to have a rich life where they are continuously expanding. Yes. And again, I'm not talking about them from a judgmental point of view. I'm just saying, I'm just saying they were not on a, like on alignment with what I wanted. Yes. And that also includes um, your uh, business mates, like your colleagues or and and your intimate partner. And then your relationship with your family members. I, again, back then, years ago, I was not having a great relationship with any of my family members, you know, I was constantly feeling judging, judgmental, and being judged by them and me judging them back. That includes my mom, my siblings, my, I mean, even, even, even my nephews and nieces, uh, their kids, I love them to the core. Um, and, when I got clear on what kind of relationships that I wanted in my life, it just, it literally changed everything. I knew that I needed to take, to take care of me first. And I knew that I needed to be 100% showing up to whatever relationship it is um, that I'm having in my life and that changed everything. And the other thing that also changed things for me is that I knew that no relationship in my life is going to work out the way I wanted it to be until I develop an amazing relationship with myself first. Oh my God. The day I discovered that no relationship in my life is going to work out until I have an amazing relationship with myself, that was the time when I was like, I'm taking responsibility for this because I did not. I could not wait and say, Hey, but the other person did not do that for me, but he did not show up every time, every time he or she, I wanted him or or her to be, um, to be, uh, uh, by my side. I, I stopped putting control in other people's hands. I took control in my hands. I'd show up 100% to the relationship, give it my all and then see what happens and then decide whether it was something that I wants to continue to invest in or not of course it does not happen overnight but you work towards that step by step but just getting clear on the vision on the direction that you're heading is have the way, because you start to make decisions from that place of clarity. And when you start to make decisions from a place of clarity, then decisions become less complicated, they become less difficult to make, and it's much easier to say no. It's much easier to say no. Back then, back then, or I mean, I I can definitely draw a line in the sand you know, and tell you, this was my life before the breakup, the last one, and that was my life after the last breakup. Completely different, completely different. I think before the breakup, I I had big time um, struggling with making decisions. And I constantly try to look for programs and courses, stuff like that. Okay, how to make great decisions, how to make good decisions. And they told you all these cool tools about um, you know, weighing the cons against the pros. Um and thinking about like um the um the SWAT or something like that. And all of these tools are great, they're fantastic. It's just if you don't take the time to get clear on what you want in the first place. None of these tools is gonna make a difference for you. It's it's not gonna make any sense for you to learn tools um, and weighing pr- uh, pros against cons if you don't know where you are. Because it's like it's like you're getting out of your house, you're getting in the car, and then you are not. And then you're just driving. You're not taking the time to set your GPS towards your direction. Where do you want to go? If you if you don't decide where you want to go before you get in your car, then chances are you're going to just continue to drive aimlessly and you will never get there. And it doesn't matter how many people like talk to you about oh the great scenery on the way or like how do you decide when to go fast or slow in your car or to how to how to enjoy the ride but if you if you don't know your destination then chances are you're just just wasting so much time and energy because you are bumping into things, bumping into life, you're creating by default, and then you're wondering why do you continue to come across or meet toxic people in your, in your life? Because you did not take the time to decide what kind of relationship do I want to have? What kind of people do I want to surround myself with? And when you do that, then, be, then making decisions becomes so much easier. It's so much easier to make decisions from from a place of clarity than to make them from from a place of confusion and loss. And so I really hope that by sharing these five self-love practices to cultivate after a painful break that you found something that you can take away from this episode and you can put it into action right away. Just put it into action right away. And I know that uh, this is something that's going to change your life forever. I know that taking action is by far the uh, the thing that changed my life the most. So please just take one thing you don't have to take the five all five of them you just take one of these things that i shared with you today and put it into action and see how what happens in your life as a result and also make sure to subscribe to um the podcast so that you get a notification every time you put on a new episode take care of yourself and i'll catch you up in our next episode bye for now